is there a kind of a specific order in your opinion uh, that organizations should be pulling these things together is there like a uh, i know it's not you know we can't turn everything on and install everything at the same time it's, it's yeah. important you, you know you're talking about a kind of a boiling the ocean type scenario yeah. so where do we start with, with kind of implementing this program and, and how do we you know what's the kind of process and the the kind of timeline look like typically from your experience yeah and, and i think what you can look at is take you know it's a step back and look at what you have you know, and a lot of times customers there and organizations aren't doing that. They're, somebody says, well, I need this solution. They go out and buy the solution and, or they're going through some sort of RFI, RFP process to say, well, I need somebody, you know, I need some sort of solution to implement because they, you know, they saw something at, you know, an event and, you know, they were talking to somebody and like, yeah, I need, I need something like that in place. Well, take a step back. What you know? What do you have implemented? Because you might have, you know, an access management product for your MFA and single sign-on. You know, some somebody's implemented it, but you weren't aware, right? And you may have something like a Slack or a Teams in place because another team is using it, right? And you know, for you know, and you know, I have some sort of directory out there, and well, I want I want to understand who has access to that Teams or Slack or, or what have you. So. You know, and somebody's tracking access somehow, right? And and does that work for your organization? So I think by you know taking you know audit of and and tracking all of that information first is a huge first step. And you know by you know looking at all of that information and does it fit for what you're looking to implement is you know hugely important. And then, so kind of like yeah, visibility yeah. first, like turning the lights yeah. on, really. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot a lot of people don't do that, right? They're you know they're not you know taking action and, and like you said, right, putting lights on and seeing what's around them because we all know there's different parts of the organization that you know like the shadow IT, right? That they they had a need, so they're going to fill that need. And by putting lights on all that, they're like, okay, well maybe that works for the organization. Well, let's do that. And then, you know, then they can take action on it. And I, and I think from there, then you can start making a decision of, you know, you know, defining what the, you know, I'll say that program charter is to, you know, as we look at zero trust and maybe they're not, they're not calling it zero trust, but they're, you know, they start going down this path of, you know, we, you know, at a minimum, we need to track who has access you know, how they got that access and, you know, understanding, you know, in the different parts of the organization, you know, and centralizing, you know, being able to provision those things, get away from the shadow IT and bring that access in. So other teams aren't granting access into, you know, finance because they needed the tool. They didn't tell IT, right. They didn't tell IT security. So now we have people getting financial access, uh, but it's, there's no controls in place. Right. Yeah. I think that we need that you need to shut those things down immediately. Yeah, and we see it, you know, especially in uh our line of, of business and the types of conversations we have on a on a weekly uh weekly basis. We 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 see this type of thing happening all the time. And even through my career as uh you know, many years ago as a systems administrator for managed service providers and they've got their own kind of uh well I worked for an MSP and we we serviced a number of different 
companies globally. Um, and they had their own kind of in-house IT support that would help us. But, you know, and we've all done it, um, just giving someone excessive privileges to access an application or specific data sets and then not revoking the privileges. And right. um, yeah, just because you get permissions sprawled everywhere through Active Directory around the data and then, you know, someone else joins the company and then they we copy the user account information and the permissions from an existing employee. And now we've got permission <laughs> sprawled on that guy, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's very difficult to understand the implications without uh, without having that visibility. So, um, you know, it makes, makes complete sense. Um, the, the, the final thing I wanted to ask you, so we've, we've talked majorly about real people, uh, real users and, uh, you know, them manually accessing things. What about the uh, non-human users? Uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of kind of, it. well, in, in Nearly all organizations now, uh, we're interacting through APIs, we've got automation, we've got um, embedded sequences in applications and, um, you know, everything's written into these kind of small programs to make things more efficient. But again, they're still operating under credentials. So um, how, how do we, how can we um, use this uh, zero trust program to help us become more secure around these non-human users, as it were. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and you know, when we're looking at, like, like you mentioned, right, the APIs, the bot accounts, the, you know, the non-human type accounts, and it's so easy to just automatically trust them, right? Because I, I built it. I, you know, I, you know, I feel like I did a great job. But all of a sudden, I provided it too much access, or in in those sequences or the programs that I built, you know, I'm trusting it the entire way, right? I'm trusting it from the outside all the way to the inside through the directory and everything else, and I'm not putting the checks and balances in place, and that's where we need to go away from that, and we need to have those checks in place back to okay. You know, when somebody accesses the API, you know, externally, because, you know, I, you know, we, you know, we're providing those, you know, internal applications. I'm trying to make lives easier for our developers, all of those things. We need to be checking, you know, do they truly have access to that next step in, in you know, in the, the set of activities, right? Do they have, you know, are they authorized to access the server? you know, do they still have access into each of these areas? And if not, shut it down. And we need to we need to get away from the the broader approach from, you know, I, I created the account, I'm going to trust it from end to end to breaking it into these, you know, these micro segments, you know, all the way through that process. And I think that's, you know, it's, it is changing the mindset a little bit you know, from that that end to end into that micro segmentation approach and, you know, looking at our our networks that way and how applications access, you know, accounts or or the accounts access different applications that way and breaking those things in there. And that's what, you know, we've, we've seen the, you know, the, the rise of, of microservices for these, you know, cloud applications and such. But they're not people aren't looking at it that way for the way they set up applications internally, right? You know, the way that they, you know, an API accesses a database or, you know, how 
those bot accounts are using APIs or running those, you know, the little tiny batch accounts, you know, those nightly jobs and, you know, just letting them run wild, right? There's no checks and balances there. So, you know, it's really important to put those checks and balances in place there for those accounts across the board. And, you know, taking a step back and taking uh, really a, a view of all of the accounts that we have out there. And, and I think that's that's really that next step part, the next part of that identity security component is understanding, you know, everybody focuses on the user accounts, the, the human accounts or their privileged account, but they're not thinking about all these bot accounts that you know, developers are, are putting in place and, and everything else. And, you know, I've talked to customers that have thousands of accounts that are out there, but they're not pulling them in to understand the access that they have. And they're not looking at those types of accounts. And you need to really take that step back and understand those, you know, those non-human accounts and really track them and track the access and everything else. I mean, let's be honest, even in that scenario, uh, if I, if, if I was going to kind of pick an account to do something with, um, I'd almost certainly be targeting the kind of service accounts. Uh, just by design, they're usually overprivileged. Uh, you know, people shouldn't, but they've usually got administrative rights in the Active Directory, um, unfortunately. And, you know, if I wanted to, if I was inside the organization uh, and I was, you know, I had admin level access, I'm certainly not going to do anything destructive with my own account or another human account. I'm going to do it under, <laughs> under service account credentials. So, so um, yeah, that, that makes that makes total sense. Absolutely.